Hello and welcome to another episode of Character Reveal. You know, that show where we reveal people's characters. As always, I'm your host, Dom, a.k.a. Brother Dom on the internet, a.k.a. that guy who didn't have any a.k.a.s ready. And once again, (laughs) I am joined by my great co-host. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, Hello, I am Stephanie, a.k.a. Captain Steph on the Twitter, a.k.a. the Snowqueer on the Tumblr, a.k.a. that girl who's using her Wi-Fi hotspot because the the internet (laughs) in her Airbnb will not connect. Hashtag adventures in podcasting. (laughs) Other than that, how are you doing today, Steph? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been reading a good book and work wasn't too bad today, so can't complain. Great. That is the American dream I have heard. And once again, after our week off, we have another great guest for you all. It's kind of the thing we do. And um, great guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, um, my name is Zora. Um, I go by ZH Gilbert uh, on the Twitters, which is my name. Um, (laughs) And I'm moonlighting as a huge mess. Awesome. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I missed I missed my bus stop today. It was it was really oh. bad. And then forgot my lock on the bus and a very nice man had to like stop the driver to give it back to me. It was a great mm-hmm. start. Hey, well it sounds like things did work out in your favor in the long run. It did, and, it did. You know, sometimes but it's God. about the destination and not the journey. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> Zora, would you like to tell the lovely listeners what it is that you do that's so cool? Yeah, um, so I am the editor-in-chief, I guess, I don't really have a real title, of um, Margins Publishing, which you can find at marginspublishing.com. We are a very, very small press um, that came out with Dates, an anthology of historical fiction last year. Um, Actually, this year, in February. It feels like much longer ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these few months have been um, crawling by in a way that's positive sometimes not so positive other times <laughs> i graduated college in between there like i mm, life life was different oh well congratulations <laughs> thank you Congrats. i graduated I'm, I'm many moons ago you're a youth, oh, youth. i'm a youth we are vaguely youths as well are you <laughs> what are, are you like 18 youth or no like... no no i can drink oh god can you imagine graduating <laughs> yeah. college at 18 well drinking um, is, is it's fun it can be fun I don't drink, but I can if I if I chose. If you so choose. I mean, um, I think the ability is more fun than the actual action. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> that was the whole thing. I was like, I can go into bars now. You know, that's. A, that's <laughs> I've been to a, a fair amount of bars and I haven't drank. Um, you know, I, I take every February off of drinking just to make sure that I'm not developing bad habits. Um, you'd be surprised at how much fun you can have in a bar when you're not drinking. Right. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like I feel like I would have a lot of anxiety if I were drinking. Um, just because I'm that kind of person. That's um, but watching my friends, like, <laughs> lose their inhibitions is hilarious. I, um, I've found that the perfect level is inhibitions are dropped, but common sense is maintained. And that's just a, a great way to be, you know. It's, yeah. You can also get there with sugar, caffeine, and a good round of a video game, but I digress. So, yeah. <laughs> how's your day today besides missing the bus? You know, I feel like we kind of um, just jumped into things so quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, my day was pretty good. I work in um, Braddock, Pennsylvania, as part of um, AmeriCorps. I work with the Braddock Youth Project. Um, and we've been doing, like, crazy cool stuff um, with the youth that we work with. Oh, cool. So that was fun. Anything in particular that you can discuss? Or? Um, yeah, I work, with, I work with the fashion module. Um, and today we had our youth, like, make hats based on 
words that they drew ironically out of a hat. Um, okay. And it was it was just fun to watch like watch their imaginations <laughs> go um, and watch them work with the materials that we had. Um, they're all like high schoolers, so it's not like I'm watching eleven year olds struggle with scissors. <laughs> um, You're watching people that have seen craft paper maybe once or twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cool, very, very cool. So, listeners, uh, if you're not from the area, this is another Pittsburgh-centric episode, so buckle in for more black and gold nerdiness. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm actually, I don't even sports. Um, well, that's the good thing about Pittsburgh nerdiness is that, hey, do you like football? Black and gold. What about esports? Black and gold. Are you a fan oh, of just really? fashion? The Black and Gold Fashion Society. <laughs> There's always something I feel <laughs> it's like. everywhere. That, Oh, yeah, so I learned recently, this is relevant, I learned, um, I also work at Phantom of the Attic Comics um, in Oakland, um, Pittsburgh, Um, which is, yeah, it's one of my favorite places in the world, Um, but I learned recently that they actually, when they designed all the furniture in their store, they were going for, like, a really subtle black and gold thing, Um, like, if you go in there, it's all this, like, it's all this nice, like, subdued, like, steely green gray thing um, Mm. with goldish finished wood it's not like gold gold it's like orange um but not garish like i'm sure you're imagining now (laughs) orange is the new gold i've heard oh god um anyway phantom actually like designed their furniture to kind of echo the black and gold without being like aggressively pittsburgh about it and it was really exciting to find out i think that is the Um, first time somebody has not been aggressively pittsburgh about the fact that they're in (laughs) pittsburgh (laughs) yeah it's just it's Phantom's great. I recently went to a um, uh, a Barnes and Noble event where they had people come in costume. Very nice. I was oh Finn from uh, The Force Awakens, nice. and the section we were at was they had their Star Wars stuff, but there was a table of just Pittsburgh books and yep. whatever you imagine that to be. You're absolutely correct. It was just Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah. Every time I go to the strip district, it's like getting punched in the face by a Steelers fan. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm imagining that. Yep, that's 100 percent what it is. It's a lot. <laughs> and there's been a lot more um, people adventuring into the strip and the South Side and everywhere because of Pokemon Go. So it's um... ah yes. <laughs> Are you involved in that craze? I am involved in that craze. I'm less involved in that craze than I could be because I have like, I have I have two real life paying jobs and then margins, which is like another 20 hours a week. Oh yeah, I can imagine that. So it's more of a, um, you're, you're a casual trainer. I don't I'm a very casual <laughs> trainer. I I'm a trainer who trains on the bus and who puts the po- phone in battery saver mode when I'm on the bike in like the hopes <laughs> that it will pick up steps. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. As efficient as you can. Did you pick a team? I'm instinct. Oh yeah, so am oh, I. Yes. There it is, team instinct. I'm I'm instinct purely because Zapdos is objectively the best bird. That's why I like, picked <laughs> Like, listen, it's electric and it's flying. Like, I... Eh. It has, what, two weaknesses? Yeah, it's, exactly. It, you gotta go pure strength, you know, none of that... It's objectively the best bird, which I think is hilariously ironic, because I chose instinct based on Valor's, like, value system. <laughs> it's, uh... You, you messed up, Pokemon, you messed up. <laughs> I saw the theory that says we're the new teams. There's no more Magma or Aqua or Rocket. Yep. It's it's Valor, Instinct, and Mystic, and we're we're the bad guys, and it feels amazing. We're definitely the bad guys because we're we're transferring the Pokemon in exchange for candy. Like that's yeah, we're definitely that's jacked like, up. <laughs> and like 
I'll, yes, I will catch a hundred Magikarp just to get a Gyarados. I don't care about their feelings. I don't care about their intrinsic value. I'm just gonna just keep throwing these balls at this at this fish until I have a, a dragonfish. I don't care that I'm transferring them to the professor who is doing some sort of like I'm sure weird Pokemon science on them. Like <laughs> no consideration. But well, I yeah. want that candy and I want that weird dragonfish. <laughs> exactly. The funny thing I always love about Pokemon professors, and we have gone on an amazing tangent, but <laughs> they seem to know a lot less about Pokemon than anybody. Like the whole right? first game, they neglected to tell you, hey, so Pokemon can make more Pokemon via eggs. It took them, what, 10 years to figure that out. They were just, we don't know where they're coming from. And they have little kids collecting their data, so. That might be why. Yeah, they send 10-year-olds into the wilderness to, like, <laughs> fight wild animals. In their defense... With other wild animals. In their defense, at least four times, 10-year-olds have saved the universe from grown adults with wild that's, animals, so... That's true. Uh, it's, it's so far so good. If you're gonna give someone the wild animal, it might as well be the 10-year-old. I mean, a 10-year-old truly knows what to do if they catch God or time or space. They won't abuse that power like an adult would, I can only imagine. <laughs> At least not on purpose. So you're um, a huge comics fan, I guess, right? Yes, I am a huge comics fan. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was for the listeners. Um, I, I met you at a comics thing, so yep. I think that was... <laughs> it went without saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I like... I'm at the point where I haven't really... I mean, I've been a parody of myself for ages, right? Like, like oh, I, the only thing I know how to talk about now is comics. That's great. Um, but I'm, I'm at the point where, like, my bookshelves are literally overflowing. <laughs> like, I'm sitting across the room, and it looks like a tornado hit, because there's just not space. <laughs> it's really bad. I mean, out of all the problems to have, that's a pretty good problem. At least it's, at least if the books were good. Right, yeah, and they, they were mostly good. Like, a lot of this is stuff I've been collecting, collecting. I don't really collect. I buy the books because I want to support the creators. That's fair. Um, and then I read them because that's what books are for. <laughs> um... But then I don't throw them out because, you know, I pay $4 for this, like, piece of paper. I should, you know, hold on to it. Probably do something um, with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so it's stuff from stuff I've been collecting the last couple of years. And also just stuff I've dug out of bargain bins at conventions because I liked the series. And, hey, it was published in, like, the early 2000s. Nobody cares. So it's 50 cents. <laughs> that's that's the true convention scene dream right oh, there. Oh, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> Are you reading anything, um, anything good right now? Oh, man, I haven't read comics in so long. Um, that whole three-job thing really kicks your ass. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. Actually, so what I just read, what I completely missed the boat on when it was coming out, um, and just picked up at Heroes Con um, and tore through in, like, a day, um, is Welcome Back by Sabella. Okay, what's this about? Um, yeah, it's like, it. it's like... Oh, how do you even elevator pitch this book? Um, no, we have time. <laughs> it's it's reincarnation. Um, it's lesbians. Um, it's like violence without being like horrifically gruesome. So like there are really cool action sequences, but it's not like oh god, what could, like like Game of Thrones levels of gore for the sake of gore. Ah, um, good. Gotcha. The plot is twisty and weird. Um, it's just it's so fun. Um, and if you care about this kind of thing, the main characters are really hot. That's not, okay. a, just that's yeah. not a detractor. I was gonna say, you, you had me sold at lesbians, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's like, oh man, it was like, okay, so I, I, I read the pitch, 
um, or the, the pitch, the solicitor, whatever, when it was first coming out. And I was like, wow, this hits so many of my tropes. Man, it's, like, unfortunate that it's, like, two women trying to kill each other written by a dude, though. That makes me really uncomfortable. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, good. <laughs> You're good. It's so good. That's amazing to even consider. It's, uh, so many dudes write so many things that are very clearly like you you didn't get what you were doing and this guy's like oh, I'm no. gonna I'm gonna write battle lesbians but I'm gonna do it well it's so <laughs> so good I have to it's check so it. good it's called welcome back it's called welcome back um only the first trade is available now um I have I have both arcs because I met him at a convention and he was like hey the second trade isn't coming up for a while so I'm doing this deal where you can get all of the all of the second arc floppies for like five bucks and I was like Thank you. Pleasure <laughs> <laughs> doing business with you. Um, yeah, and I'm so I'm so excited to have read it. I've been like pumping it to everyone. Very nice, very nice. Steph, are you reading any um any comics recently? Um Well I haven't been to Phantom to pick up my comics in <laughs> four weeks now because I moved to New York four weeks ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, That's a change. Yeah, so they're they're still collecting them for me until I find a store here. But um. so you have a valid reason for not picking yours up. I'm in the city every day, but on the other side of the highway. So I just said, stop pulling them for me. I'm a bad customer. I will support you in other ways, but I'm That's... behind on Sonic already. So uh... <laughs> That's appreciated. Wait, okay, I have to I have to New York tangent. Where are you in New York? Um, I right now I am in Inwood in Manhattan. Just, but I'm okay. staying here for two weeks until I move into my apartment, which is in kind of northwest Harlem, but the, the area is actually called Hamilton Heights, but no Oh my gosh! Right? Sorry, you're no, living no, in, okay. like, you're living just north <laughs> of my old neighborhood. Really? That's so exciting. Yeah, oh, awesome. um, <laughs> it's, it's great. The food is awesome. The people are really nice. Um, it's, I'm sure if you smoke, you can find a dude to sell you marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a moment a while ago. Um, I don't smoke, but I walked by the most blatant and unashamed marijuana deal of my life. Um, these dudes just didn't... It was broad daylight. It was, like, under some scaffolding. And this guy was holding this enormous bag of weed and handed it to another dude. And I was like, Hi. <laughs> I'm right here. Well, the key is to look like you're supposed to be doing something and no one will ever pay attention if you just... <laughs> If you're not suspicious, people assume you're not breaking the law, I guess. It was really funny. And it was, like, super chill. Like, they didn't care. I didn't care. And then a dude complimented my hair and tripped over a step. It was, like... <laughs> that story All sounds right. so fake that it has to be true. It, it, was, it was so real. It was so surreal. I had been back in the city for, like, two days. <laughs> like, I had just gotten fingerprinted. It was... It was so wild. <laughs> That's a whirlwind of events. <laughs> it was so much. I'd almost gotten lost on a bus to the Bronx. It was it was a lot. Yikes. <laughs> um, this was like last summer. Um, anyway, Hamilton Heights is great. Um, <laughs> assuming that your landlord is like not the worst. Um, I'm, I'm hoping not. I don't move in <laughs> until the first. So yeah, if you have any reason to go to go to the, like the I don't know mid east side. Um, the Grand Central Midtown is really great. You just have okay. to deal with Grand Central Station, which ah. is not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're super cool. Um, they're, that, that's where I went when I lived in the city last summer. Um, before that, I lived I lived in the same neighborhood, like, when I was 10 or younger. 
slash and younger. Oh, um, <laughs> I didn't around. read comics then. Um, uh, yeah, but Midtown was really nice all summer. Excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my comics knowledge of New York City. <laughs> I did yeah. not that enjoy helps. Forbidden Planet. Um, the time... The, t- the Times Square Midtown is a hot mess of crazy. Don't go there. <laughs> so we have all the insight now. This is yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, that was like that was. I was waiting for someone who knew comics <laughs> to like give me the scoop because I was surprised that there are not any small like smaller yeah. comic stores in New York. Like it's New York City, and there's just Midtown and Forbidden Planet. Um, there are some in Brooklyn. There's like oh gosh, I can't remember what it's called. Let me see if it's on my phone. It's like something desert. Um in Brooklyn probably that my friend was <laughs> telling me about. Um and they're apparently super great. Desert Island in Williamsburg. Okay. Um they're apparently amazing. But that's in Brooklyn, so Yes, that's always. Yeah, keep the traveling. It's uh always have it right on the side as an option, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's so far away. Um, anyway, that but was anyway, a diversion. Yeah. Sorry about that. I got excited. <laughs> okay. No, no I appreciate it. This is what it's all about. The last comic I read was actually, I, I barely ever buy DC comics, but I, um, one of my coworkers at my old job that I quit to move to New York, um, <laughs> was a big DC guy, and he lent me the new Wonder Woman that Ooh. Greg Rucka's writing. Yeah. The first, the first issue was really good, and I keep meaning to go find the, <laughs> the next, because I know it's, like, every t- every two weeks. But... Yeah, it should be out by now. I don't know. Um, Detective was Comics was also really good, actually. I guess I have read comics in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> that has um, Batwoman in it now, doesn't it? Hmm? That has Batwoman in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, James Tinney in the fourth, um, who wrote Constantine for a long time, and a long time, like a year. Um, the most recent Constantine arc was him, and it was great. Um, and is also writing the Backstagers, which is coming out in August, which y'all should check out because it's, it's similar in tone to the Lumberjanes, but it's a bunch of queer babies, um, on a stage crew and I'm unbelievably excited about it. Wait, like literal babies or? No, 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 no. high school students. (laughs) I mean, I would read that, but I was just curious. (laughs) Gay babies. Um, no, it's high school students. Gabies. Yes. Uh, Yes, the Gabies. <laughs> um, I think I think they're high school students. It's okay. written by James Tinney in the fourth. Backstage is going to be great. I'm very excited about it. Anyway, Detective Comics was also super awesome um, because it's kind of flipping the Batman tropes on their head a little bit. Um, and the cast is, it's going to be like a large cast. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all my favorite. It's like all the characters that I read DC for <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> um, are like the Bat family, but like, the lesser-loved stepchildren in the Bat family. <laughs> there's so many Bat family members. Um, yeah, there's, there's, it's a lot. <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's like Cassandra Kane, um, and I think Tim Drake is there. Um, Clayface is there. I'm not sure why Clayface is there. Stephanie Brown, like, it's, it's exciting. We have to use that license for Clayface somehow, and the Arkham games didn't do him justice. So. I think, I think that's probably it a little bit. <laughs> oh, jeez, I've. What have I been reading? It's. Oh, I got I got three trades this week. Um, I got the Rick and Morty Volume Two, great adaptation. It's written just like the show. Highly recommend. <laughs> um, 
and I've yet to read, but I just got Saga Volume 1. I've heard many oh, good things. And nice. Zodiac Star Force, because it looked like Magical Girls and reminiscent of Steven Universe, so I've got to open that up soon. But Yeah. I People keep telling me I need to read Zodiac Star Force. Well, I'll, uh, I'll know that in about a month after I read the thing that <laughs> came in the mail last week. <laughs> I'm still like 20 issues behind on three separate Sonic series and some Mega Man. Oh I, my gosh. It's, it's really bad. It's like a stack. <laughs> so far. But it's a quick read, and the plot is pretty much, hey, uh, there's this guy turns animals into robots, right? You gotta go fast to stop him. <laughs> hey, go faster. That's it. <laughs> And I love the Sonic it. plot. Yes, it's uh, you know, it's it's you know, Sonic and Dragon Ball Z are essentially the same show, different tangent for a different day, but they are essentially the same thing, <laughs> and I love them both. <laughs> so queer comics, let's yes. talk about that. That's my shit. How so? How so is it my shit? <laughs> um, well, I'm queer and I like comics, <laughs> so when you put the two together. <laughs> Um, no, but, can you um, dates a little bit? yeah, I can talk about dates. Uh, that's, that's my, I guess margins is my main foray into queer comics right now. Um, but I'll, I'll just give you the background on dates. Um, so dates is what it says on the tin. It's an anthology of queer historical fiction. Um, it has, I think 35 people or the first volume had 35 people work on it, um, for something like 23 stories and then a bunch of illustrations, um, and a couple of, like, all-prose short stories. Um, our rules were that it had they had to feature queer characters. Um, the stories had to take place before 1965. Um, so basically before Stonewall. Um, and that no, but no queer character could die. Um, revolutionary. And it was revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um... Yeah, and so we kickstarted it. We started Open Artist Call um, for Volume 1 in July of 2015, and then we had our artists turn in their final work in August of 2015, so it was a very fast turnaround. The stories are all very short. Yeah. Um, and then we kickstarted starting in September and ending in October, and we f- finished fulfilling the Kickstarter in March of 2016. Wow, it's very speedy. speedy. <laughs> it was a lot. It was very fast. Um, and then in May, I graduated college, so I did that while being a full-time student. That was great. Oh, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a nightmarish thing to do. It was I, a lot. It was. Hats off to you. You are a champion for all of that. It was. It was. I learned that I can operate on very little sleep, um, but it was also an amazing experience. Like I, I, I loved it. Um, this is, I've never been a very good writer, like, or at least narrative writer. I've never, I haven't, I've never loved art enough to be a real artist. Um, (laughs) like, honestly. Um, but this editorial publishing stuff is what I, what I, it's my niche. Um, and I'm good at it and I enjoy it. I'm so happy that I, like, that my first project that was way huger in scope than it had any right to be, um, went off so well. Well, there it is. So, like, you get your... That's, like, your feet getting wet experience, so, like, your next project is gonna be, what, like, ten times as big? Oh, God, please no. <laughs> um, it was so much. Um, no, but we are starting up Dates 2. Um, we're gonna... We're gonna do a second volume of Dates. 
Um, this one's going to all center around the theme of progress, um, and people can interpret that however they want, whether it's personal, societal, technological, you know, there just needs to be some very concrete sense of advancement, um, and that, that kind of idea, um, in the stories. And we're going to open, we're going to open submissions for that on August 1st. Ooh, coming up quick. very soon. (laughs) And you said they're all fictional stories about, like, they're not, like, Um, they're... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, it's not like actual characters that exist, or people that existed in the past, it's completely made up, but just in different settings? They, okay, so they're all fictional, but they are not all characters who are made up. Okay. Um, so in date, the first volume of Dates, we had this great comic about Tesla. Okay. Um, and we also had an amazing story, um, by Million Fish, uh, oh, the te- one about Tesla was by... I'm trying to remember what names they used in publication. Um, I think it's by Lyman Fawn. Their names are Lyman Fawn. They have last names. I, I don't remember <laughs> what they are. I'm so sorry, Lyman Fawn, if you ever listen to this. Hey, it's um, understandable. There's a lot of stories in there. In this. <laughs> it's 35 yeah, people. Of... It was a lot. Um, anyway, so we also had another really amazing story by Million Fish um, about... Two Renaissance artists whose names, if I pronounce them, I'll get it horribly, horribly wrong. Um, and I am f- afraid. Hey, that's alright. <laughs> um, but they were also real people. Okay. Um, so, you know, all of these stories are fictional. They're, like, very uh, author, artist, interpretation accounts of history, if they include real historical figures. Um, but they do all t- take place in the past. Okay. Um, and that's they're rooted cool. in reality. Um, right. Not all of them do, not all of them actually do contain, or feature historical figures. It's just, a couple of them do. And we're not pretending that they are 100% realistic. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> I was just, I was just curious trying to get a better scope of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we actually expected people to do a lot more about historical figures than they did. Um, and it's probably good that, that the ratio ended up the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> I would have lent you my copy down, but I already passed it on to a different person. <laughs> <laughs> me and one of my coworkers were, was having like a, a uh, frustrated conversation one night in the uh, the wake of the the 100 barrier gaze thing uh, about yes. sad queer stories, and I was like, you know what? I have a comic book that has only ha- the purpose of it was to only have happy <laughs> queer stories in it, and I am going to bring it in for you. Oh, uh, so I'm so happy that it's being <laughs> spread around. That's so good. That makes me so happy. That's the that's the that's the way you gotta be. You gotta spread around good things that you see instead of all the negativity that oh, we yeah. see. It's been a week. It's been a couple weeks. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> that is one way to put it uh, <laughs> that I completely agree with. Uh, it's been a it's been a month. It's been a it's been a <laughs> shitty month if if we're being quite been... honest. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, in Pittsburgh too, like. Let's let maybe let's not talk about sad things. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> let's talk about good things, or at least funny things to me. Um, <laughs> did you see the news today about um, Image Comics with their not Miss America <laughs> comic? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, what so America just, Vasquez? Just saw that. Yes. Yeah, Vasquez. Oh my gosh! By the <laughs> guy. By the guy. Okay, I'm about to throw some shade that I maybe shouldn't throw. Hey, um, it's fun. I'm ready for it. But. <laughs> 
It's, it's by the guy who invented America Chavez, who it, apparently in an interview said that her not wearing inner underwear, and this is a 16-year-old girl, her not wearing underwear is a very important character decision. Okay. So I'm sitting here like, do we want this? Do we want this? You know what? I've, I'm from the video game land, and that... <laughs> is not the most absurd thing because in his defense, at least he didn't give us the reason because that's when it goes downhill. And if you ever saw Metal Gear Solid 5, they have a character named Quiet who needs to have as little clothing on as possible because she breathes through her skin. Um, There was a man that had that affliction. Apparently, I've never played these games. Someone told me he figured out a way to breathe through his skin without being half naked, which is odd because there was a game with a naked dude in it so no one really knows what's going <laughs> yeah. on in Kojima's head. We kind of just hear his like weird perverted stuff, and we're like, "Okay, man, just give a snake, let us shoot some dudes." This <laughs> I've I've watched the entirety of whatever the one with the naked dude in it was, two, three, something. I, I'm number. not sure. I know he does cartwheels. <laughs> it's it's there's a mm, yeah. Anyway, Metal Gear Solid is sure a franchise that exists. It's def- <laughs> it's definitely a thing. It's- People love it. It must have redeeming qualities. Well, it has it, it did that weird thing where it has got even. I'm not sure if you two have ever heard, but there's a bit of a sexism problem in gaming. Really? Um, what? <laughs> yes, Bizarre. Yes, it's it's why weird. would there be? And um, Kojima's one of those few guys where even the most staunch of people who don't admit that fact will still say, well, I like naked women as much as the next guy, but this guy's doing some kind of weird stuff that I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure if it's okay. It's like, dude, didn't you complain about there not being enough cleavage on that Dead or Alive game? Yeah, but that was pretty straightforward. I didn't make it a whole thing. I just like boobs. That guy has some issues. <laughs> oh, God. And that's what gaming discourse was in 2014 before... Everything went bad, or whatever year it was. I um, thought, yeah, I thought, I thought that Gamergate had been going on for a much longer than that. Um, I don't know when the time frame was. I've cut. It's been nine years. It's <laughs> not really. I was, I was but a child when Gamergate started. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> back when the feminists came in and took away my cleavage and then gave me uncomfortable cleavage, I didn't know how to feel about it. Now you, you play Overwatch, and there's only seven white dudes out of twenty-two. I don't know what this world is. Essentially, is what gaming discourse is in 2016. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yes, America Vasquez yeah, is the... Vasquez. <laughs> Vasquez. So that's comics news today. God. Yeah. But hey, there's another pitch that I saw um, on the Twitter in the like two seconds. I finished... Okay, so the background here is that Dom and I were messaging as we were trying to get things set up. Um, Dom was like, you know, we're... we're running a little late, and I was like, it's all good. I'm a parody of myself, so I'm reading a comic newsletter. Um, <laughs> and then I finished my comic newsletter, and I checked Twitter, and proceeded to read a bunch of, like, solicits <laughs> on my Twitter. Um, but there, anyway, there's a really cool comic that's coming out um, by Steve Orlando, maybe? His last name is Orlando, I think. I don't know what his first name is. Um, anyway, it's called Namesake. It's coming out through Boom. Um... And the, the, let me, let me pull up this Twitter page just so I can read the thing. It's like, it's like marketing specifically to me. Um, and it's dangerous and bad. Um, anyway, okay, so it's, 
It's gonna be a face-exploding Mad Max revenge story driven by an LGBT family. So that <laughs> sounds yep. cool. Yep, so so I need to give them my money whenever that is thing. That sounds like someone's yes. like, well, Fury Road made a bunch of money, Steven Universe made a bunch of money, I need to get in on that money. <laughs> LGBT <laughs> <Yeah>. explosions. <laughs> He's like... It's yeah okay so I'm really confused about it I'm like excited about it and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw money at the first issue like no question, um, but it's like it's this kid, um, whose dads are dead like he has two dads they're dead and he like carries them around in these urns that I don't, I don't know if he uses them to hit people but based on their design I can only assume this sounds vaguely anime and I like it already um, yeah it's, it does sound really anime holy crap. Um, yeah, but it's like, it's like off the gate, you've got two dead gay guys. Um, or out of the gate, you have two dead gay guys. And I'm like, there better be some live queers up in my comics. (laughs) I just imagine a marquee (laughs) coming to a stadium near you, live queers. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm like really excited about it, but I'm also like a little bit side-eyeing it, um, just because I don't know what it's gonna be about. Yeah, let's see where it goes, but it's, it's. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this. It seems like the current landscape is with com- or just nerd fiction in general is okay. Well, we're still going to keep making the bad mistakes. We're still going to keep fridging people and killing people. But at least we're going to have queer people and people of color in these garbage stories, which isn't yeah. the end goal. But at least it's a step in the right direction. That's literally how I feel about the new Iron Man. I mean, if I'm going to be exactly how I feel. About it. Yeah, like if if if. If your queer characters, or your people of color, or your women are going to have to die in the process, at least let one of us be alive. It's not going to fix the dead person, but it'll at least say, hey, your story, the life story matters a tiny bit, at least, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's how I kind of feel about that Iron Man as well. It's, um... It's like, awesome! And she's written by a white guy. Yeah. yeah. So I heard um, a podcast, uh, Fanbro show. So it's it's uh, people of color on that show, and mm-hmm. they were saying we get why you picked this guy to write any series. He's a good writer. He's reliable. But like, could you have at least had like a woman of color, like a consult or something, like a black woman, yeah. just at least being like in the consulting credits? People would say, okay, well, I think then it'd be easy to justify. Well, we need a proven writer, but we do want him to write the right thing. So here. But we didn't get that. Yeah, no, and that's, that's, um, the consult thing is actually becoming more com- uh, common, I think, um, and that's one of the reasons that I really respect Kelly Sue DeConnick, um, who's writing I, thought, I was gonna right bring now. up. Yeah, um, <laughs> because she made a really big point of, so she's writing Bitch Planet, which is, like, a, a prison exploitation story, um, where it's, like, this dystopian future, um, and if you're not, uh, compliant, um... And you're a woman, you get sent to Bitch Planet, um, which is a horrible prison planet. Um, and it's really, really good. It's snappy, it's witty, it's dark. Um, but she's introduced a set of trans characters um, in the most recent issue. Um, and she is not trans. Um, she's a white, cis, straight woman. Um, and it was really important to her because this is such an exploited, like, it's exploitative story. It was so, so important to her that she actually consult with trans people because she can't possibly know how 
people outside of her background are going to take the story without talking to them. Right. Um, and so she's using her privileged position as this well-known writer um, to, while not necessarily amplifying the direct voices of the community she's writing about, at least take them very deeply into consideration before Wait. writing her thing. So you're telling me there's an ally actually being an ally. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's good news. It's basically um, what's happening. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, and I read the issue and I enjoyed it. Um, it's, <sighs> that comic is so difficult because it deals with such heavy stuff and it's really, really good. Um, and like, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that's, that's the problem that I'm having with is like, I love it. And I mean, like I have a non-compliant tattoo. Like I'm, uh-huh. I'm in, <laughs> I, I, yeah. like I'm here for it. But it's coming out so slowly that it's Mm -hmm. hard to, like, make commentary about the story as a whole because we have so few pieces of it. Yeah. So far. Basically. This this latest (laughs) issue was, like, a big deal. It was, like, it it, it definitely... It answered some questions that needed... It was, like, it was time to get them answered. Yeah, you had had to wrap Um, it up soon. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's also like it's I think it's it feels like the beginning of an arc because we just got this new set of characters, um, mm-hmm. but it did what it needed to. It answered the questions or it answered the f- very early questions from the previous arc, which allowed us to like open up the world further and have more questions and like be interested. And for me, at least, it doesn't. It, it feels like I had some payoff, so I'm not sitting mm-hmm. here like grumpily waiting for the next issue. I'm like I'm sitting yeah. here excited for whenever it happens. No, yeah, I agree. Good, good. I think things will be uh, all right with it. Um, I'm not sure if she's going to get everything perfect. Like you said, she's not from every group of people. But I think fans and consumers can definitely tell when there's a sincere effort to do the right thing. And I'm not saying that lets you screw up. People should still call you out. But I think people will be less upset when you can show, like, hey, I did try. I talked to people. I didn't make assumptions. Yeah. And it seems like it seems like in the past when she's written things that could very easily be like when she's screwed up and somebody calls her out on it, she doesn't just like go, "No, you're mean on the internet. I don't like you." She goes, "Oh shit, I hadn't considered that." Um, yeah, that was that was at the at the end of the one one of the Captain Marvel arcs, yeah. one of the two Captain Marvel arcs. There was like a very powerful um, like black CEO. Well, a female CEO mm-hmm. who, or something like that, that yeah, Carol ended up kind of kicking her ass. Um, because she was, like, legit evil. Yeah, she was totally <laughs> evil, but she was also one of the few black characters that the series had seen, yep. and someone was like, Kelly Sue, this is, this is kind of not so good. She was like, shit, I, you're right. Yeah, and she, and, and she said, like, that wasn't her goal, but she also didn't, she didn't discount that interpretation she didn't ignore it, um, and she, I, I, I very, only very vaguely remember this series of posts, but the sense I got from it was not that she was, like, upset that someone had called her on her shit, it was that, like, you know, now it's published, oh well. Um, yeah. But also, it's something that she's gonna keep in mind. Yeah, like, right I'll, I'll, like I can't change it now, but I'll do better. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's admirable. Which is really, yeah. I yeah, know, I, um, 
I have aspirations of writing stories, but I'm nowhere near close to even having them in the paper, but I have all these character sheets and, you know, some of these characters were conceptualized in my head or written down when I was much younger and less aware yeah. of things. So there's um some bad stereotypes in there. I mean, even regarding groups that I'm in, it's like, oh, that's not so great. Um, But then you start trying to not artificially add diversity, but just have different groups because they exist. And then you realize, oh, if I make this character black instead of white or Asian, it could carry this baggage with it. Or if that character is yeah. now a woman or a man, um, that might give a different flavor to it than if it was just how I had originally idealized them. You know, it's if you have a story of four white dudes and then one of them happens to be a thief, maybe that's not the one you want to make the black person, for instance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, just small things like that, and um, not that I've seen anything like that in recent fiction or media or anything, just kind of throwing that out there. <laughs> but yeah. Was that sarcasm? Or? A vague sarcasm. I just <laughs> subtweeted life. Um, <laughs> so Zora, how you how you feeling right now? You feeling pretty good? I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, so we have this um, section at the end, uh, oh or the middle, depending on where it goes. Um <laughs> where we kind of ask some questions. I, it used to be the rapid-fire section, but it never goes that way, so we're looking for okay. a new name. Um, you know, we like to test people's nerd cred, but not in a gatekeeper sort of way. More of sort of a, let's see how you answer this to see, like, what kind of nerd you are, you know? Oh, so is this, is this the, like, who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman kind of thing? Yeah, but okay. a little bit, uh, we're trying to get more fun with it, you know, because... Yeah. <laughs> They've written those characters in such a way that, like, well, of course, Batman is going to win, but should he? I think is the question you have to ask. <laughs> like, yeah, my um, my Wayne, who's at Phantom, and I'm sure y'all know Wayne. Shout outs to Wayne. Um, uh, shout outs to Wayne. Um, whenever whenever that comes up, Wayne's just like, whoever's better for the story, and like storms off. <laughs> That's true. You can picture Wayne storming, which is really just shaking in a little huff and <laughs> continuing with whatever he was doing. I, I always wonder, It's it, we might have to add this as a question, like, who would win in a Marvel versus DC movie, Batman or Wolverine, given both their levels of publicity? <laughs> because they both have valid reasons for why oh they would win, God. but they could also... It's a whole thing. Um, it's a, yeah. See, now I'm thinking about it, and I'm trying not to, like, talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have an answer by the end, we'll revisit it. Okay, okay. So, Steph, do you happen to have the notes up? I actually do. Okay, well then, by tradition, would you like to pull the first one up? Absolutely. Um, let's see. This is my favorite one to ask. It's always good to answer. <laughs> but, um, what is a crossover you would like to see if you could cross over any two pieces of media? I want, I went Jaime Reyes, the Blue Beetle, and Anya Corazon, um, Araña, when she was Araña, to, like, <laughs> meet. So a DC hero okay. and a Marvel hero, they're both like carapace-wearing bug kids who speak Spanish, and I want this, and I want it so bad. That seems that was, like a... That was rapid fire. That it was, was very quick. I'm very excited about it. That was a home run. Jeez. I, uh, uh, <laughs> crap. Um, okay, next question. Uh, <laughs> gotta keep it rapid. Gotta go fast. Uh, what kind of elemental bender would you be a la Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra? I've gotten three answers, all of them different. Um, but I think, I think what we came down to was I would be earth, an earthbender, but like, you know how Bolin, like lava bends, I would be that. Why okay. is that? Um, okay. So I've gotten, I've gotten earth, fire, and water each for different reasons. I'm like no, nowhere near chill enough to be an airbender. <laughs> um, but so 
the lava bending thing combines the like steadiness steadiness of earth which i would like to pretend i have um <laughs> with the you know temper of fire <laughs> um but also because it's lava it's superheated earth it's it's a liquid um you kind of have to work with it as you would work with a liquid so it combines all of those those elements and those movements and those thought processes that the internet and my friends seem to think i have oh hmm. <laughs> okay that's a, i like that as an um, answer I, yeah we my my roommate well ex-roommate they just moved to hanover rude mike rude. <laughs> come on mike um <laughs> um anyway we've had like long discussions about this so very nice and steph i think you're water yeah, it'd be water. Okay. <laughs> what about you? I'm air, just because um, I'm pragmatic, and that's the one that seems to never be able to be stopped by nature. <laughs> um, you get put on a ship, you can't earth bend unless you're awesome. You get during an eclipse, you can't fire bend, and if you're a water bender that can't bend people, you're kind of uh, out of luck, oh. out, away from water. <laughs> but an air bender, you know, you can fly, you can freestyle infinitely, you can blow people away, or you can just kind of. Do that little air ball yeah. thing that Aang did. And that's really the Avatar dream for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not chill enough. I like having both my feet firmly planted on the ground. I was always a runner in um, like high school and stuff. And I like to run. Um, yeah. I always identify with the characters who like just kind of are wild and free. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have long hair, but I like the idea of wind blowing <laughs> all across my scalp. Um you know, I'm I'm afraid of being in vehicles that are going fast, but I like to move as physically fast as I can, you know, free yeah. running, that kind of thing. I can't do it, but I think it's cool. Um, <laughs> the concept is great. Yeah, like, how cool does parkour look? Uh, I know a guy who climbs buildings. Like, not, not just, like, parkour, like, like just climbs buildings. That guy's braver and it's a better person than me. <laughs> and he's going to get arrested. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting way to get arrested, though, at least. that's um Right? Yeah. Like, how do the cops get you? They They're wait. like, oh, sir, please, please come down from the top of that Hilton. How did you get there, sir? They just gotta stake it out. He has to come down. That's true. <laughs> I don't think there's room service on the outside of the building. So. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like the one, the one room service dude who also knows parkour. It's Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man. <laughs> it's just, yeah. He's washing the windows and also bringing turkey sandwiches. I, yeah. I don't know. Turkey's a good sandwich. Um... Shoutouts to my non-vegan friends. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Steph, you got the next one. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. In the in the vein of sorting oneself into a category, what is your Hogwarts house? I'm pretty sure I'm Gryffindor, and I don't say that with any pride. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with Gryffindor. <laughs> um, Objectively, you know, no, they all it's... have their flaws. Yeah, I I'm 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 hot headed. I'm determined. I've got a touch of the hero complex. Um, okay, uh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm a shit talker, so I'm Slytherin. You know, <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know it all, so I'm Ravenclaw. <laughs> See, this is when people are talking about diversity. This is what they're talking this about. This is what they're talking about. <laughs> You know, exactly. we're different benders, different Hogwarts houses. I don't know what people are talking about. Nerd <laughs> culture is extremely diverse. <laughs> and sarcasm. Um, 
here's one that we want to have some fun with. It's not a, a it's not the happiest question, okay. but it's kind of new. So maybe it will be happy. What's your favorite crying moment from some type of media? Crying uh, moment. Yeah, like one of those pull at your heartstrings. Like uh, Futurama comes to mind for a lot of people. Um, it could be a happy cry. Um, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I'll throw one at you. I didn't name this before. So the first time I happy cried that I can remember my entire life, maybe. Um, I was watching an episode of Extra Credits. It's a, it's a, a video game show where they talk mm-hmm. about development and cultural things. And it had nothing to do with this at all, but one of the pictures they had was, um, they have like these little bean stick figures as the people, their characters. Mm-hmm. And, um, they had a picture of like this little kid with bra- braids playing video games with his mom, like as a black kid and a black mom. Yeah. And it was just like a non, a non-entity. It was just a picture that was filler image, but I just, I don't know, it really struck me. I guess I was at a moment in my life where I needed yeah. that to see like some kind of representation. I had like a little bit of a yeah. tear and I was like, that's eh, okay. So there's your happy crying moment i feel like i've had one of those recently and i oh no 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 that was just sad never mind we're gonna ignore that one okay um, get... we can pass we can um, pass. no 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 i have lots of crying stories <laughs> <laughs> um fair. i don't know if that's a good thing um all right i have I, it's it's three and they're all quick um one the like sad cry um the the first time that a book ever made me like I think ever made me cry and it made me legitimately sob um, was the ending of The Book Thief um, because it's so good. It's not comics at all, but it was so good. That's all right. Um, We can can get get step outside of comics. I I sobbed at the end of The Book Thief. Um, Okay, so that's... read pile I haven't Yeah, it's it's well worth it. Um, It's... Oh my god. You'll you'll sob. Um... (laughs) Oh, I'm sure I will. I'm very much a crier. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I regularly, I don't know, I'm, I'm like, this is embarrassing, but I'm gonna tell the entire internet anyway. Uh, I regularly cry, um, when I, like, I was, like, reading Tamara Pierce's website recently. Tamara Pierce is a young adult fiction author who wrote things like, um, the Alana series, so the Song of the Lioness, um, Protector of the Small. It's like women heroes in fantasy England. Um, anyway, like I was one of the first people to like really kick off the like because I was reading her books when I was like eleven or twelve. Like yeah, it was me a too. While. They've informed my entire personality. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a little bit influential. Um, anyway, I was just reading her website because she made a new website recently, and I cried. <laughs> I just cried. <laughs> I got really emotional. I don't know if I was like having a day, but I I was just like reading a, a frequently asked questions section, and I was just crying. Um, hey, it comes at the weirdest times. It's, I don't know. I don't it's know all what valid. happened. But she like I get really emotional about her stuff because she like her work really did inform me as a person. Um, and I like it's flawed, and I know it's flawed, but like you, you can't be talking about that to me because it's it's those books are part of me. Hey, that's all fair. That's fine. Um, good. yeah. Now I have this conversation with one of my friends, like kind of on a yearly basis. Um, <laughs> and then happy cry. I just I just read or not read. I just watched um, Inside Out last night. Um, oh, okay. And I there were tears. That movie is so real. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's little people running around in your brain, but it's so real. It's very real. That's that's probably what happens. (laughs) That stuff always really seems to resonate with a lot of people. I saw just parts of it, and, um, you know, there was no context because I have no idea how it starts or ends, Mm -hmm. but 
some of it did seem very yeah i could identify with the concept of this a lot yeah it was it was it was super weird for me because it's about this kid riley whose family moves from minnesota to san francisco um and she's 11 years old um and so she's moving from the midwest to a city and it's super super different um and a very similar thing happened to me i moved well okay Similar, but the opposite. I moved from New York City to Madison, Wisconsin at 10. Um, wow. And that, like, the, the whole movie just resonated a ton with me because I, like, I had been there. I had had those feelings. Um, I had felt that, like, loss and confusion and, like, this place is completely different and everything is wrong. Um, so the movie hit me in a way that I really didn't expect it to. But it was, like, so well done um, and resolves well. Um, and good. yeah, happy cry. <laughs> hey, that's all. That's that's good though. It's a happy cry is nice and refreshing. Always, it's uh reminds you that you have feelings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's too apt with the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. Oh I'm... no. Well, my my most recent cry I think was from Undertale. So I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't. I can't. I can't talk. I. These little pixel pixel characters that they hug. It was um. Oh, is oh man. I don't want to get into it again. But if you want to, <laughs> if you want to watch gamers drop their facade, I can send you a link to a video where it's uh. It's a really sweet moment. That you won't have the context, but it, I don't even think you need context. It's just such a bittersweet moment of like, oh man, this was. There were skeletons making jokes like twenty minutes ago, and and I want to kill a flower, and now I'm crying. <laughs> and that's the power of emotional the emotional whiplash. Oh, it was literally, like, two minutes before that was bright Technicolor, like, oh really ridiculousness, and then you finish a fight, and then this happens, I wasn't ready, I, I never was going to be ready for this. Um, that game is overrated and still one of the best games I've ever played, like, I don't care, it's, it's not a perfect 10, but, like, it's probably, like, experience-wise, it's a 10 for me. That's, that might have been one of the best Undertale pitches that anyone's ever given me. I still haven't played it. Yeah, which which is like it's overrated, but it's still one of the best because that's like that's very real. That's like that's honest. Oh yeah, like people are saying it's the best game ever, and I mean you can't make that decision right now. It's probably not. Um, you know you got to look at games from like an interactive and story standpoint. Yeah. Um, and from an interactive standpoint, it's like eh. eh. <laughs> uh, there's I'd say three. Well, no. So the mechanics aren't that fun on their own, in my opinion, but things that it does with it, such as early game spoiler, there's a character that starts purposely missing her attacks, Mm -hmm. and that would have been less obvious in a different kind of game. Um, And then just things like that where it's like, oh, okay, these mechanics aren't that awesome, but they do some really interesting things that are like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. And the story was just really, really fun and... um, so people are saying, oh, it's like a 15 out of 10. Like, eh, maybe dial it back. Like, <laughs> Best games of 2015? Yeah, it's definitely up there in the top five, I'd say. But of all time, you got to give it some breathing room. Um, but I definitely, if you don't like that gameplay, I definitely recommend watching a, a Let's yeah, Play Yeah, that's it. probably where I'm going to go. Because I like, I've I enjoyed the Earthbound, or the Earthbound games. I've, I've played half of Earthbound. Um, yeah. Because I, I just, I like, the mechanics just bored me to tears. Well, they're a little bit more dynamic in Undertale. Like, it's the shoot 'em up kind of stuff. Well, mm-hmm. not shoot 'em up, but you're dodging the stuff. The bullet hell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so some of that, I mean, for me, I've been playing games 
most of my life, but I've never really got into those. So there were a few sections that were kind of like, man, this would be cool if they gave me a little bit more health right here, but okay. nothing like rip your hair out, but that's not everybody's cup of tea. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I recommend it. So I recommend even watching it. I might do the let's play. The let's play might be, might be the way to go for me. Yeah. I might do one. I've never done let's plays, but I'm trying to build an empire here. So that might be, you know, how I get started. <laughs> My thing is that like, let's plays. I have like, I don't know if they're high standards, but they're very specific standards. Like, there's got to be commentary or else I will fall asleep. Or I, like, I won't even fall asleep. I'll just start doing something else. Um, yeah. But the commentary needs to, like, not be a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's you... where the high standard comes in. So when you say a jackass... <laughs> it's not that high standards. You'd be... Su- there's so much... There's a lot of jackassery oh in watching... Like, and it depends on the kind of game, too. Like, if it's a game I've seen before... I literally only care about your commentary. I don't yeah. even care. Um, but if it's a game I've never played before, I needed to be. Don't talk through the cutscenes. Give me something to hear while I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like I feel that. I don't think it's no, yeah. There was, there was this guy who was like so good at Sonic Adventure Two, um, and so like I watched a bunch of his videos because he was like he wasn't like speed running it, but he was just playing it really well, um, and his commentary was funny like eighty percent of the time. I think if you can beat 50% funny time, I think you're in the top percentage. <laughs> oh, but the times he wasn't funny, it was so bad. Uh, in <laughs> his defense, so that game's writing is kind of bad. That's fine! The game doesn't have to be funny. He does. He needs to, like, not insult women, you know? Oh, yeah, that's The basic true. standards. <laughs> well, yeah, it's... So, yeah, as a huge Sonic fan, we had that problem a few times. Um... <laughs> Interesting theory. I want to write this one day. I feel that Sonic is... Well, it's a game that has, like, the Smurfette principle going on to an extent. Considering there's a thousand characters and there's only, like, what, six women? There's, like, yeah. There's, like, Rouge and Amy. Yeah. So, what I will say, every time they introduced a female character, I think that's a good barometer for where games as a culture are. Hey, yeah. You know, they introduced Amy at the beginning. It's like... (laughs) Let's just throw somebody in. She looks just like Sonic, but pink. Cool, fine, whatever. So then we get to, like, 2000s. It's starting to get edgy. We're starting to be able to render graphics. We need a girl. <laughs> we have Rouge. She's super curvy. That's what the kid's like. And it's like, this is... That's what the kid's this like. Is, it's, it's awkward. It's, I, don't, I don't know what to do here. I, I, like, think, I think one of the lines in... Uh, I'm just about to betray my Sonic knowledge. Um, I think one of the lines in the song in... Um, oh, frick. Is it called Wild Canyon? Um, uh, It's the song for that level, yes. Yeah, the song for that level is at one point it goes something something rouge so sexy and smooth. Yes. And my friends and I screamed. (laughs) We couldn't (laughs) believe it. We've been playing that game game since we were six. We couldn't, like, we figured it out, like, a couple of years ago and we screamed. As a rap fan and a Sonic fan, those songs are not good, but they're so But they're so good, like Pumpkin Hill. Oh, <laughs> um, oh yeah. No, Crush Forty is like sure, sure something. I missed Crush. So they were at Yomacon this past year, and, and I was at Yomacon, and I went to a Sonic meetup, and then I didn't see Crush Forty, and oh. I, I'm gonna give my Sonic card back that I've been a card carrying <laughs> member since '93. I'm giving it back. Um, but yeah, you know, then they had Cream the Rabbit, the little little kid, for when they yeah. started doing their GameCube games, and they're like, we gotta be family friendly. So there's like a, and then once they got back to the roots, Blaze the Cat, she's just like Sonic again. It's just a whole thing. It's yeah. it's meta. 
Well, um, I mean, okay, there's a lot that can be said about Sonic 2006, though. Oh, I was just speaking from the Rush series. 2006 oh, okay, had every yeah, problem. Yep. <laughs> no, no, that's that's that's. See, they don't even know what's going on. So I, I don't know either. Um, we played all of Sonic 2006, and we regretted it, and we finished it, and we also regretted it. A there lot. was, that game is a classic <laughs> example of. We have a lot of good ideas, but not, let's not actually capitalize on them and well, do I think everything what, else I wrong. thought what happened was that um, it was so rushed, and like, okay, so it was bad, but like, also, <laughs> they were trying to launch it for Christmas or something, when it had like another year's worth of development that they could have put into it. Oh, yeah, like, you can see um, all the stuff that's in there that was like, this game was obviously in its beta stages, and they said, nope, send it out, they'll buy yeah. it. And, ship it! And, <laughs> And we did, and um, and now 3D Sonic with that story story driven is dead forever. We have hope. Yeah, <laughs> we have the cycle. It's, uh, I don't want to turn this into a Sonic podcast, so we'll jump to the next question. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, no, we're like this hitting is... on all the stuff that I like. I got nerd cred in. This is well. If we, if we talk about nerd cred, Sonic is where all my nerd cred is. I dumped all my stats into that in Steven Universe and Splatoon. Anything with an S, really. Um, <laughs> So I guess Saga's going to take over my life. Yep. Be ready. It will. <laughs> um, Steph, you want to oh, yeah. pull another one out? Sure. This one. This one's a, a pretty simple one. Let's go with, uh, are you a cat person or a dog person? I'm a cat person. I have two cats. They're in Minnesota right now, and I miss them with all oh. of my soul. My cat's still in Pittsburgh. Oh, no. I miss her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming out eventually, but... Soon. Not soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, my my thing with cats is that they're like min-maxing pet benefit. It's like go on. Like (laughs) Um, so if you if you have the right cat, and this is gonna apply to any pet, um they're gonna give you like a massive amount of affection. Like they're sweet, they're like a little bit annoying. You know, you can't really teach them to play well, you can teach them to play fetch. It's hard to teach them to play fetch. Um, but ultimately, all you gotta do is make sure they have food and clean their poop out of the poop hole. Um, which is what I call the litter box now, apparently. I guess that's um, one way to frame it. Um, but, like, they're, they're very low-commitment animals, right? But with dogs, you might get, like, slightly more affection, but you also have to walk them... And they're very needy, and they're very large, and, like, if you're gonna have a dog that's small enough to not be very large, then why didn't you just get a cat? Like, you know, that kind of thing. We have a large dog, and she is all of those things. Um, She doesn't need walked as much as you would think, because we run her around, like, in the house Uh, in the yard. Neither of those are big enough to do that, but we still do, and uh, (laughs) she probably needs a little bit more exercise, I'll admit, but she's... uh, She's such a sweetheart. She is not a smart dog at all. Um, yeah. I know that because our last dog, she was very smart, and I thought that was biased until we got this one, and I realized, no, she was. <laughs> but Rottweilers, are, they're big teddy bears. They think they're lap dogs. They oh, think yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I have, um, um, up until a little while ago, I had two Goldens, also in Minnesota, which is where my father and his partner, um, Francie, live. Um and Goldens are lovely dogs. I love being around dogs. I love living with dogs. I do not love owning dogs. That's fair. That's um, right there with you. Yeah. But, like, cats, I'm there for cats. Cool, cool. 
Um, I guess we'll do one more and close it out so that we don't right. keep you and the listeners all night. Well, I mean, it's live, so they can always pause it. But, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. What do we want to go with here? Uh, there's two. I'm not sure which one I want to go with. Okay. You pick. It's, this one's up to you, Zora. Oh, okay. Whoa. So, what's, so if you could have one superpower for a week, what would it be? Or what's your favorite iteration of Batman's Joker? Wow, both of those are difficult. I need to think of an answer for one of them, and I'll just go with it. Yeah, that's how we'll split the difference. Whichever one you think of first. <laughs> this is not rapid fire. Um, honestly, okay. Um, I'm going to go with superpowers, because I've thought about this a lot. Um, I think if I could have one superpower... Wait, does it have to be one superpower, or does it have to be, like, one set? Uh, whatever you pick. <laughs> okay. So, the only caveat to this is you don't have to worry about any of those, like, it's not like a genie wish, so you yeah. don't have to sit. It's not like, you have super speed, but not super endurance, so. Yeah, so, okay, so I think if I had, if I had have one superpower for, or one, one set of superpowers, one, like, superheroes set, whatever, um, I would have Sue Storm's powers, so, like, the force fields, um, and through force fields, some telekinesis, and also invisibility. That's where it's at. Uh, I, I never, th- I never <laughs> mentioned that. I have a character that's like that, and I really identify with that. It's, uh, I like the shields more than the invisibility. It's, <laughs> I'm totally a support character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just like. It's, it's like part, part of it is like weird social anxiety stuff. I, I don't have any diagnosed anxiety, but you know, everyone has their stuff that makes them uncomfortable. Fair. Um, yeah. And I really just like a lot of the time, I really don't want to be like imposing my presence on people um which i fail at miserably i have a large presence (laughs) um and so the invisibility thing really like appeals to me because it means that i could like in some cases just navigate without being present right like if it was you know i don't know 3 a.m and my roommate is writing a paper um and is like focused and freaked out and i like wake up and like i'm really thirsty I could, like, I mean, they, I guess this doesn't really work because the fridge would open. Um, <laughs> we'll give you the barrier so that it, you know, they can't even see yeah, the fridge. <laughs> basically, basically, like, I could do, like, this weird navigational stuff through life um, without disturbing other people um, when I don't want to disturb them or, like, be noticed or whatever. Like, there's lots of times where I just haven't gone places in my house because I didn't want to interact with another human. Uh so we've heard, we keep getting like strings of people who have these superpower ideas that are very considerate of other people. <laughs> I think that's a good sign for their guests that we've had. Because so. <laughs> I'm selfish. It's like I just want to fly. Oh, why? Because the air is cool. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, the 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 force fields and stuff is entirely selfish. Like I want to pick stuff up that's far away from me. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, who does this? Force Awakens was awesome. <laughs> oh yes, it was. That movie made me really happy. It was so good. It was episode four, <laughs> but I'm so okay with it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people would rewrite the canon so that it was just episode, the fourth one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the f- first three existed. They um, did. They did. We can't deny they sure it. They're real. <laughs> so, my favorite part about seeing that movie is that I saw that movie with the actual demographic of the main three. So that was pretty cool. So thanks, Steph, for yeah. uh, it was. Yeah, uh, it was... It was, um... Dom, a black man, myself, a, black man. a white woman, a white woman, and one of our friends who is a Latino guy. That's so awesome! Oh my god! 
<laughs> like you're all about the right age, right? Uh, yeah, not, maybe. not for not for well, he, Oscar he's Isaac. He's old. He old. Poe but... po isn't going to age for like a whole bunch of time, and <laughs> so you know, Star Wars needs to stop teasing who this gay character is going to be. And I'm just... yeah, I'm dying. Who do you who do you have bet? Who who's your bet? I can't even place bets. I like. <laughs> That's true. Do you know what I would sacrifice in order for Poe to be gay? I would sacrifice a lot. <laughs> Like, like I don't even about, care like, about the shipping. What? <laughs> I would I would murder someone. I'm sure there's someone. Well, I don't life, know. Your life is an anime, so I'm sure you would get away with it and all oh, that. Man. It would be like I I would give so much. Like I legit like you know shipping's fun or whatever, but that's not the important thing to me. Like yeah. You know, uh, I think it's I think it will be Poe and. Based on the pure fact that so I, I don't like, I don't think they meant to have him in the series for more than the, that first episode. Well, so yeah, like, yeah, like originally his character was supposed to die. So was yeah, it really? Can, yeah, yeah, in the in the in the Tie Fighter crash, he was supposed to die, and Finn oh, was wow. supposed to like carry on his legacy. But they kept him, and he did that's the, that's the so lip bite. That's so weird to me, though, because the road to the Force, Awa- the road to Force Awakens, like that comic by Greg mm-hmm. Rucka, read it; it's great. Um, is like about his family. Yeah, yeah, it's like Gavin Four or whatever. Like back maybe. on yeah, 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 yeah. And up. his his mom, whose name is Shara, maybe Shara, Shara Bay. Yes. Yeah, is the main. <laughs> is, I don't remember. Um, yeah, she goes on she's like, the main. adventures with Luke and. Mm-hmm. Flash I mean, straight. with Pat or was not with Padme with Leia. Not with Padme, if only. <laughs> so the more so the more characterization. So I I think it's gonna be him because they can they can say. They can, they'll appease the fans that want it, and the fans are like, oh, why'd you have to change something? They're like, well, technically we didn't change anything, because, you know, <laughs> he wasn't even supposed to be here, so, you know, best pilot what in the universe. Up? So, I think it'll be him, and the Overwatch community is still waiting to figure out who the gay character is, because <laughs> Blizzard's like, someone in this cast is queer, and you're like, well, there's 20... Three characters now. Statistically, there's got to be at least two, and realistically, statistically, it's just all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's one, there's many. Well, I, I have, I have it in my head that Soldier Seventy Six has to be a straight dude because he's like typical white, like military, <laughs> first person shooter guy. I'm like, well, he has to be straight, and it has to be like super boring and like, but dadly, like dad jokes. Dadly. <laughs> Like, even if it's literally everybody's on the queer spectrum, including the r- genderless robot. Somehow, oh, so he's, he's like, your token straight guy. I think he has to be. Like, it, he, everything else about him is token shooter game. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel but like wouldn't that's... that be, like, the best way to mix it up? Well, yeah. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't expect a 100% mix-up from any company at this point. Oh, yeah, if they okay. do, if they do that, then I'll say, well, you guys you guys did the thing. I'm super proud. I, I You've exceeded expectations. <laughs> we have a black guy who's not a thug. We have some women that aren't sexualized. I mean, some are, and we're working on that. But they're introducing, like, an older woman of color. That's, like, unheard of. Whoa. Uh, yeah. She's, like, a sniper lady. She's... I think 60. Oh, that's rad. This, like a 60-year-old Egyptian woman who's like a sniper and her daughter's in the game too. And Nice. Yeah, she's like super hardcore and everyone's like happy to see her now that she's there. So it's, I don't know. I think they know their market now and they know the hardcore like, I guess gaming conservatives is the polite way to put it, mm-hmm. that they'll still <laughs> play because the gameplay is solid. So you make everybody happy really and you make cool. billions of dollars. It, yeah, I've heard, might... I've heard only good things about Overwatch. The only bad thing that I've heard about Overwatch 
and this is only a bad thing to me, is that it's, like, PvP, and that means I'm never gonna touch it. <laughs> well, it's the thing, so, it's attracted a lot of, like, people who aren't good at, like, the aiming and stuff, because they're support characters. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, Mercy, she heals people as, she, as long as she's close, yeah, but then... I just suck at PvP. Yeah. Like, well, I play like, Lucio. He just heals by being near people. I don't have to actually shoot him, but I can I just skate around. Interact with strangers on the internet. <laughs> you, to, you can turn the chat off. It's great. It's. <laughs> but, um, I've been posting a lot about it on Twitter. I actually have a tweet blowing up right, now, blowing up for me. Um, not for anybody giant, but it's uh. So we've been on the chat, and every now and then you'll get somebody who's like kind of like homophobic or sexist, and literally mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Bro," because it's always a dude. They're like, "Bro, stop!" Like get out of here like everyone's like we're gonna report that guy like as soon as this match is over and they're doing like a really good job of policing it Um, that's awesome and we had some character who was like so good at healing just like doing amazing work and the one guy types in the chat hey you know good job mercy out there and i'm like yeah you did really good and the only thing they said the whole match it came on voice it was a girl like thank you i was like yo there's like there's 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 girls playing this game and they don't want to leave because everyone's not being a huge douchebag. Wow, this is amazing. <sighs> so, it's not perfect, but better than before is my yeah. fence writing review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how, how you feeling, Zora? I'm feeling great. great. This has been really fun. I'm glad. That sounded really right. sarcastic. It wasn't. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> It felt it sincere. Really it, fe- it, it was sincere. Well, when you went off about Sonic Adventure 2, if you said you didn't have fun after that, I would just think you're lying. So. Oh my god. In my head, you had a good time. So. Yeah, we talked about Sonic. Clearly, it's a success. That's that's my metric. I don't I don't care what else happens. So, um, that's pretty much the end of it. Again, we don't want to hold you for too long. Uh, we'll, have right. to ha- we'll have to have you again on sometime. Yeah, you know? this has been super fun. That's good. That's good. It's uh, if we ever are in a pinch of an episode where I need to record and Steph can't, would you uh, be willing to come on and talk about Sonic for an hour? For sure. <laughs> My Sonic knowledge is limited to Sonic Adventure One, Sonic Adventure Two, Sonic Adventure or not Sonic Adventure, Sonic Two Thousand Six, and like. That's Genesis, where the story happens. No, that's fine. That's where which the story was happens. Like the apology. <laughs> Generations. It's not Genesis. Oh my god! I haven't played video games in years, guys. I'm sorry. Hey, that's a good, that's as good of a time I'm to ever come back. Hey, I'm looking into like doing a stream this year at like around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, spoiler alert to everybody who wants to know what I've been thinking. Uh, I want to do like a stream to raise money for charity because I know um, some of the local radio guys do uh, toys for tots or whatever, and I want to mm-hmm. donate to that like something big. So I might do like a charity stream. So yeah. maybe Sonic will be on there, and That'd be super cool. I'll call in your expertise. Oh yeah, my very slight expertise. I'm like really, really good at. Oh shit, the it's there's like there's green forest and white jungle. Yes, that's right? all we need. That's perfect. I'm good at that's... I'm good at green forest. See, don't stop, just go. That's good. So yep. <laughs> I'm also like weirdly good at the shoot 'em up ones with friggin' tails and Eggman, even though I hate. Hey, that's all right. We all have skills that we don't want to have. <laughs> For instance, I'm a good public speaker. I'm sorry. I, no, I love that skill. I'm sorry. I love to talk. <laughs> yeah, you run a podcast, buddy. Ah, <laughs> run is a run is a relative word. Um. But for the listeners, Zora, do you have any social media business you'd like to share? Yeah, okay, I have like a whole list. Get ready, internet, for We can put it in the show notes. Yeah, that would be good. 
Um, okay, so if you want to follow me personally, me on Twitter, I talk about comics and complain about how busy I am. Um, I am Z H Gilbert, so Z H G I L B E R T um, on the Twitters, um, and then uh, I yeah, run. You just got a new follow. It's right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then I run. Along with Kat Para, who is Cat Parts, I think with two R's on Twitter. Um, yeah, Cat <laughs> Parts on Twitter. Um, I run Margins Publishing, um, which on Twitter is at Margins Comics, and you can follow it on Tumblr by going to marginspublishing.com. Um, we, as part of Margins Publishing, we publish we published Dates, an anthology of queer historical fiction in February, which you can get um, at our store, which is store.marginspublishing.com. Um, and you can find all the stuff for Dates um, at that URL. Um, Dates is opening submissions for Volume 2 in on August 1st. So if you want to write some write or draw, preferably both, we're not going to put teams together, some queer historical fiction comics, that's the place to go. Great. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Ooh, <laughs> oh, wait, is... no, I have more. Oh, my God. I'm just, like... <laughs> um, this is the I stuff also... we like to hear. Please keep going. Yeah. Um, also, at the store, um, with one of our dates contributors, uh, two of our dates contributors, one of our teams, um, we published a 22-page, 24-page comic called Vampire Emmy and the Garbage Girl, um, which is super cute. It's supernatural romance. Um, it's not broody at all. It's just quippy and fun and adorable. Um, it totally looks awesome, you guys. I'm, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, go check it out. It's really really cute. Um, the writing is super snappy. Um, yeah, it's got a twist. Um, <laughs> it's a very funny twist. And then I just last week, um, yeah, a week ago yesterday, released the first issue of our charity zine for the Orlando queer community, which is called Our Hearts Still Beat. Um. And that's on Gumroad for $2 or, like, pay what you want above that. Um, and if anyone is queer and listening and wants a copy of the zine and doesn't have $2 to spare because I know money is really hard, um, just email Margins and we'll make sure to get you a copy. Um, Excellent. Yeah. The second issue of that is coming out in a week from, from yesterday. So on the 24th, I think? Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And all of those you can find at store.marginspublishing.com. <laughs> very, very nice. Yes. You got a lot going on. You are... I have so much uh, going on. It's... it's. Uh, I, love, I love nonstop people, so that's... I'm very happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's why my Twitter is mostly just me talking about how I haven't slept in three days. <laughs> um, I can't beat that record, I'll admit. <laughs> that's not true. I actually... I had to set myself a bedtime because I work with... I work with teenagers. Um, and if I'm underslept, then I'm going to... Like, I'm going to be doing them a disservice, so, like, I can't do that, but that doesn't mean that I'm getting enough sleep. <laughs> as long as you're trying. I'm trying is, so This is the moral. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, excellent. I think that's all my stuff. <laughs> it's a lot. Cool, cool. No, it's, it's good to have a lot of things, so it looks like we are bringing good content to the listeners. I hope so. <laughs> we're trying, we're trying. We're, uh, we're new, but I think... Uh, we're at least not hurting anything. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think this, has, a, this has been so much fun. I like yeah. it. It's a if nothing else, we'll get to talk to more people. So yeah, and that's always yeah. good. 
Um, cool. If you're interested in finding other people to be on the show, I think like you can you can lean on the Phantom guys. Like they're hella connected. Cool. Yeah, I think we have them um, queued up. We're just trying oh, to nice. get everything. Well, not queued yet. That's that's a generous word. Um, <laughs> just it. They know that we're looking. So yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna get some of them on here. And, um, awesome. Great. Cool stuff. You want to hit the listeners with our social media loveliness. Absolutely. Alrighty. Um, you can find Dom, as we said at the beginning, as Brother Dom on tweets and the tumbles. That's with an yes, A and not a hard R. Yep. T H A, Brother Dom. Um, you can also find him. Pretty, well, actually, you can find him pretty much anywhere on the internet. You want to find a person. Um, as Brother Dom. Yep. Yep. I am on Tumblr at the Snow Queer. Uh, at on Twitter at Captain Steph. Um, we both also write for Lady Geek Girl and Friends blog. Um, that's ladygeekgirl.wordpress.com. And you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Character Rev. That's Character and then R-E-V. So there's two R's in the middle. Uh, and you can find us, find our website at characterreveal.simplecast.fm. That's where you can find all of our old episodes. You can follow us on Stitcher. And as always, we are still working on iTunes. Yes, it is. <laughs> It has proved to be way harder than anyone would imagine, and they are not as responsive as we hope, but we're trying and we're holding out hope. Oh, right. um, so yeah, if you uh, are enjoying this stuff we have with all the different creators, or you want to see our intersectional feminism over at Lady Geek Girl, we'd highly recommend it. You know, our uh, our <laughs> site, our blog's uh, host, I guess you could call her. She's really she really wants us to push the a blog, so we're doing that because we <laughs> yeah. it's there's some good stuff over there. They we publish every day, so you'll find something you like. So uh, anything else from you two? That's all I've got. I don't have anything. I just followed all of your accounts. <laughs> I just felt so the notification. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So we hope you all you would follow as well, listeners. This is uh, we're trying to put out great content. So until next time, see you later. Bye. Thanks for having me.